You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waves. Like a mom in the mirror, are you bored? Is it everything and more than you ever hoped for? Cause it ain't fair, so unfair, and nobody's ever gonna care. They just wanna hear you talk for a story for the Yeah, let's talk some. Let's talk some stuff. So, hey guys, uh, it's Making Waves episode 118, and tonight we're joined by uh, Jamie from Code Orange. Man, thank you again for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, we talked about that before we we started here, but um, I was I was you know I was tempted to say twice Grammy nominated Code Orange because it just has such a funny ring to it, man. <laughs> it's awesome. It's some good some good shit. It did absolutely, man. But um. So the above, uh, you know, this guy's been out now for what since then, uh, mid mid September. Wait, I get that the the very end, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, contrasting against underneath, obviously, you can take the idea of underneath. To me, I love the underneath man, but like all Code Orange albums, man, you kind of listen to it one time through, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just listen to?" And you really got to go back and give each track its time and. Underneath to me, man, always felt like I was getting pulled underwater and held underwater and yeah. in a great way. Like, man, this is like you're fighting to get to the surface because the songs are just like they're on top of you. Underneath, though, I mean, oh, the above those kind of cool because you guys are kind of without being cliche, you're kind of shining a little bit more light through the windows. And uh, there's some really great, delicate moments to this album. And I want to talk about that. Like, obviously, when you guys start off with uh, I think this is never fall apart the the opening track man you just kind of go in there real i mean immediately you're just showing the contrast and stuff like that are you guys at a point in your career now where you can do that or you just and and the fans don't go what what is this or do you kind of go this is just what who we are as ours artists and we're going to do what the fuck we please or i mean what what's the what's the balance there when you try to bring in these delicate moments the, the, just to kind of help you contrast what's going on heavy wise or what yeah, I mean, I think that the stage that I'm at personally, you know, and on the last record as well, I think we try to always move with intention and I try to do the best job possible of, and you touched on like a couple outer layer things that are awesome and I'm really glad that like click with you, but whatever we're trying to like reflect thematically and reflect like emotionally We've been able to amass like the tools amongst band members and amongst genre to like play those things out almost like in my head when I'm building it almost like, you know, maybe a really hard or heavy part is like an action scene or like a, you know, a, a gritty scene in a, in a film versus a softer 
more serene song is kind of representing something, you know, different in that kind of arc. So I feel like what we were able to do before this record is kind of hopefully build up the tools and collect the palette to just paint, be able to paint a little bit of a different picture that kind of ebbs and flows. So yeah, like never far apart, for instance, like the goal of the song for me was to create kind of create that contrast, like the verses or this almost like grimy, like almost hip hop influence, but aesthetically to me, it was like kind of like some nineties noirish or some kind of like kidnapping scene or something. And then, you know, the choruses are like almost whimsical, weirdly, like, like almost like some Disney on ice shit or something like, and I thought that would create like a kind of <laughs> established, like, uh, the, the two sides of the story that we wanted to tell, you know, so, you know, underneath was definitely meant to, at least from a production standpoint. And once we get past the kind of initial songwriting, it was meant to be exactly like the, what the cover image is. It's like somebody trapped in this like cacophonous, like glass shell that they can like barely escape out of, you know, it's like, like you said, it's kind of very oppressive and there are mm -hmm. like bits of, there's a lot of mel melody I feel. Um, but this record, like you said, like the light shines through and it's kind of meant to be a sonic, uh, it's supposed to embody sonically what you just said in terms of like, it feels like, you know, we're, we're gasping to kind of get to the surface and that's kind of like where this record starts and it takes like a different journey to spit out somewhere else at the end, you know, so. Yeah, there, there is a, obviously some definitive code orange songs like the the game and 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 um oh, fuck was it the, the drone the 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 drone drone out of the hive those are like definitive code orange songs like when you hear me like know exactly who it is but mirror which is obviously heavy with reba singing and then uh, i spy just you know there's the the to and fro of you guys there's just these moments now where it's just like, man, this band is growing in leaps and bounds just as a, yeah. just as a kind of a studied listener, like, man, they are really growing and it's okay to wear your influences on your sleeve. You know, you just make them your own. And it's always good to kind of show people, Hey, this is our record collection. And this is what influenced us. So we're just going to bring it to you kind of spit polished by our, our, our take on it. Yeah. I feel like something that I really believe we do really well. And I'm proud of is um, we're able to take a lot of different, styles and twist them into a new shape that i don't think already sits on someone's shelf you know i see a lot of stuff now for me personally that has a fresh aesthetic to it and has a modern aesthetic to it and maybe looks cool or or looks like what things look like now but when you really listen to the records on on the metal side or the heavy music side a lot of it is kind of rinse, repeat the same kind of process thing we've been hearing for a long time with maybe a little bit of a different singing voice. Maybe this guy's more nasally. Maybe that guy to me, by the way, this is just my stupid personal. Mm -hmm. But so what my goals with our band is to like, not only embody like our influences, not only try to do twist into a different ball, but also like, sonically bring the spirit of the stuff that we like to like have it feel like real have it feel on put you on the edge the way that for me like rock music is supposed to be or like the kind of rock shit hardcore metal everything all what it has in common when i like it is kind of that 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 feeling of you don't know what's going to happen you know so that's something that we 
uh, pride ourselves on for sure. Do you, how visual are you when you start the, the process? Because it feels like, for, you know, I've been a fan for a long time. So going back to I Am King and, you know, even the, even the Code Orange Kids stuff back in the day, which obviously you mature through the, I mean, I cut from the same cloth, grew up playing in the, in the halls, you know? So when you, when you start to have footing and you understand what your, what your surroundings look like and what your next move is going to be, it's sort of, you have to outgame. Though at first you have to outgame those that you're s sort of uh, secluded in an echo chamber with in those spaces, right? Finding a way outside of it just becomes an, a larger echo chamber. But when you have the visual representation inside of your mind, because what I've heard you say this whole time is how you correlate what you're doing. You're 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 are you a visual person? You have a very uh, amassed a lot of um, great sonic references that mirror the visuals that i see every time i watch your videos i'm fucking stoked i love that that means a lot to me yeah i mean i'm very 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 extremely visual and i'm also you know like even like recently like shade has we've had this song like kicking around for years that's just this like electronic kind of deal and it inspired like an idea i had to, for like a short film that we're making you know so it's like it goes back and forth, but to me, it's never, it's never just, certainly never just music, you know? I mean, I love, the songs are, what we try to do with this process, with this record, and this is why being a band is awesome, we're working with as a team, and I always love having like at least one team member to do anything, because it's like, there's so much that I can learn from everybody that I make shit with and there's so many things I don't think of like perspectively and you know for this record it was important to some people in the band that we didn't start the process bogging it down with a lot of those things that I like to bring to the table that matter to me a lot so a lot of it was kind of me keeping those things on my own for a long time and then using them to determine what all should be on the record and what all how it all should weave together so you know we started off just writing songs and writing songs and writing way more songs we ever have. I mean, we wrote, usually we would almost write to the record. In this record, we wrote oh, over double, you know, we wrote a lot of full on songs, not like a chorus and, you know, yeah. like real songs that we have great demos of that we could put out. And I think that they're awesome. But then, yeah, once I, it's not just visual, it's like once thematically and emotionally, I kind of set on like what this thing is about and what it means to me and how the visuals correlate with that, that helped top for me determines how we utilize certain songs and how we utilize certain voices and how we utilize certain moods. And if there's, as long as there's connective tissue and connective threads that can bind everything together, anything goes, it just has yeah. to work for me as like up on a bulletin board. It has to all make sense to me. And for some people, it definitely doesn't make sense. And it sounds just like a lot of shit getting thrown at the wall. And I totally understand that. But, you know, everything on every song is extremely thought through on every yeah. level. So I at least know at the core, it does make sense. Whether you like it or not is cool. But I know, I feel we've done the work to make it make sense. So that at least is enough for me to put it out, you know. Yeah, your DNA is so wrapped up inside of it that it's undeniable when you go speak to people like us or you go play those songs to the fans uh, that, you know, whether you're headlining or supporting, you can tell that there's ounce behind it because 
You know, I, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think it's been a barrier for us for sure, because I think that we never will settle into a compartment the way that I really, really, especially now, like genuinely feel like, especially on the rock and metal side, like modern music needs to, you know, I really yeah. feel because there is so much stuff out there and there's so many bands and there's so much that it feels like people are open to a lot more things theoretically, but there are a smaller amount of things that are like the thing and people like view metal as like, this is what it should be. This is what it is. Versus I think in other periods, mostly from a while ago at this point, you know, it was more open in terms of it was more about that the spirit or from what I feel or the, the art value in the records. You know, I feel like a lot of the records that influence this record have one main commonality across genre. It's two things. Number one, high art value, high like song work, like things that matter, you know, songs that stick. And B, it's like the element of like danger, the element of like firecrackerness. And I don't know if kids now like value that like as much. I think things are more kind of slid into their compartments. You know, there's hardcore shit and then there's, you know, like this kind of sex metal shit and then there's like you know there's these different like things so for me that i feel like that's a barrier for us because we definitely have a lot of barriers um to entry it seems like for people more newer people to get into it you you know jamie you brought up a really good point about you guys as far as like the attention to song but i think it's the whole package with you guys from your artwork to your videos to the themes and like again you're very cinematic and it's like a fincher film you know, it's dark. It's got like the highs and lows. It's gritty. It's angry. It's got some parts where you can kind of breathe <laughs> for a little bit because those movies get right on top of you. Yeah. But I think you guys almost, you do exactly, and I'll just use them as an example, is that like Tool, you guys make the people continue interest in you once the song is over, right? There's like the packaging and what you've got going on visually that creates a theme and it's like basically how do you follow this kind of novel right so yeah, you lead the people game. yeah you lead the people like hey you know a lot of bands we we talk about hardcore metal all right songs over i forgot about them already but once the song is over with you guys i'm like they've got everything visually to look at to kind of tie everything together and now all of a sudden now they're invested in it they're invested beyond the song i appreciate that a lot i mean that means a lot to me that is definitely like the goal I think that for you to get like the real experience out of us, um, I think you kind of got to get past a layer or two of the onion on the same token. Like when we went into this record at least, and you know, I think for some people it works and some people it doesn't, but it was a true goal of ours to make music that is like progressive while also being kind of nostalgic, but that has hooks that has shit that sticks that has shit that comes back each and every song. Cause we don't want it to, We've done A, B, C, D, E, F, G before many times, and I do like mm-hmm. doing it. I think that it's like a, or, you know, it's a certain kind of formula that we, we've done in the past, but we challenged ourselves this time to like make something that is progressive, but almost in a way that you can't like quite put your finger on it because it's not that it's so extreme necessarily that you can't get into it, but it's also not like to give tools an example who are obviously an amazing band but a lot of the i mean unbelievable but a lot of the tool stuff you know that aren't the hits gets extremely 
uh, heady. So like, and that's not necessarily always my favorite stuff. Sometimes it is like well, Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. I can pretty much get into anything that they do, like whether it's stuff that's more out there or, but for our record, we were trying for the most part to keep this songs like streamlined and have hooks and have things that come back. And yeah, for some people it works. And for some people it's like, once they hear a couple styles of music in a row, they're already just like, all right, I'm out, you know? So, um, but I really appreciate that for that's what I thought was important about this record is you guys show, gave enough breathing room to have the nuance of like the melodic, almost kind of Alice in Chains type stuff to go along with what people fully expect from the band. But your Nine Inch Nails is a great reference because you think about Dimewood Spiral and just how much that hits you in so many spots. And then you think you're done with it. And then they drop hurt on you. Yeah. And this album, the title track is your hurt. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate yeah, that. No, just because you're like, you're like, boom, 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 boom. A little bit of, you know, a little sway, a little, there's, well, there's some angelic singing, boom, boom, boom. And then that. And it's just like, I didn't get out of this record yet, did I? No, you're still sucked into it. So, something that I wanted that song to represent, like when we talk about almost like visually and thematically, is like the record is really a journey, much like the journey in my mind of wrestling with like, indecision wrestling with like kind of determining what your self-worth and purpose really is and i wanted that record that song to have this kind of almost you're like sitting on the beach you know alone kind of feeling like this contemplative kind of feeling but but i wanted it to do something we've never done on the end of our records which is leave with like a sense of hopefully like hope you know leave with a sense mm -hmm. of of up instead of down because normally we kind of take you to the last three records it's like all of them actually it kind of goes to hell at the end it's like how can we out deepen out darken ourselves for this record's point the last record has almost like a little epilogue song but the real final mm -hmm. songs are like so that was the you know that was the that was the 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 purpose of that song is to like put you on this island of self you know and 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 i appreciate that the dynamics worked for you well real quick chad I, I wanted to point this out you mentioned that being an island you know they talk about now the the number one like issue for people is being alone loneliness is like the number one killer right now right for like about far exceeding heart attack and cancer it's loneliness so to have a song like that where you like you are alone, you're all kind of into yourself, but you realize at the end of the day when that song's over and hopefully that day's over, you've got some hope to keep moving forward. That, so that, I think that's yeah, no, for sure. For sure. No, no dude, that's, 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 that's what I needed in a way. And I wanted to write a song that was almost like a mission statement for my own self purpose and for my life going forward that whatever happens with our group or whatever happens with in life personally like you have to be able to be with that man in the mirror and you have to be able to you know accept yourself you know and 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 that's i feel like the key to life you know so to, for me that's an important thing to beat in and i wanted to have a song that did that instead of a lot like you know the last song on forever is more scornful and threatening and the last song on underneath for me is almost like questioning you know um like where 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 is this gonna go and so i wanted this song to have actually like a, a natural conclusion that the very last sound on it kind of circles around with the first record uh the i am king record so to, that kind of creates that loop you know mm, yeah that was part of my my question is how are you thinking about steps and because 
I love remix. I love that. I love that you guys are doing uh, are doing the proper the proper releases where you release the record. But nowadays, you can release a whole fucking record of releases, and it's not going to be fucking a lot for people to take in or or like the expectations of it is this. Like this is your world. Your DNA is all here. Code or just in here. If you're inside of it, you know what's coming because you've created what I think is some somewhat of a linear line at ups and downs. You know peaks and valleys as you as we you do in life but i was wondering with you know when you're talking about i am king to for, to forever to underneath then you have the uh remixes then you you go into the above is there another remix record coming uh from this current um album or do you think you'll i yeah i, I intended to do that i kind of looked at them those records as like for me which again the last one we did i definitely didn't get this didn't get the sense at all that people were picking up what we were attempting to put down, which was like the goal of it was to like build out the world a little bit around that record. Because when we make records, we're punk, hardcore kids, metal kids, whatever. And so I want the records to pack a punch and be less than an hour and like hit you where it needs to hit you. But there's like a lot of planet outside of that, that I think can be mined. And a lot of things we come up with that can lead to, like that that remix record it'll take it some of the songs were like there's we use a piece of the hook of the old song but i recorded all new vocals new verses new choruses like it's more of like a reimagining or like a like a companion record so yeah the reason we put that last one out is because i was hoping to be able to like continue that tradition but on the same ilk it's like if people want don't want it then you can't really do it so i don't know yeah. if people really like vibe that that much i mean i love that thing i think it's fucking killer and i think like a lot of our fans because maybe that's not as much of a thing anymore as it was a lot of our fans were just really angry from what i saw saying like this is the new album. Like, well, even though I put the title of the album in the old album in the title, just to try <laughs> yeah. not to confuse people, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we lead a horse to water, of, man. But it's art. Yeah, we, you know? it, we were getting a lot of negativity for that, so I don't know. But I mean, we have a lot of stuff that I think is really fucking cool, and I can like imagine a verse of a song on this record and how it could fit totally into a different song, and, and there's a whole new song to make out of it, and that's like a little bit of what we experimented with on the last one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my 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 follow up to that is do you, you you guys as a band produce this record, or are you and one of the other guys, right? Um, or yeah, is there somebody Shade else? Shade and I, Shade and I, yeah. And before that, what you had Nick Raskolinitz and and Will Yip for a while, right? Yes, man, those are some fucking bad motherfuckers. So you you can tell that 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 rubbed off. You know what? The, what and they're what, great geniuses, man. And and Steve Albini helped us a lot this time. He just is not really like a producer. He more sure. just wants to record the band. And and so we thought, what a great opportunity to not get into arguments with somebody like we normally do and just <laughs> fucking be able to have everybody be happy. So I mean, most yeah, people, Albini Albini's a prickly little character. How did that? How did that transpire? Yeah. Did you go to Chicago, by the way, or did he come? Yeah, to we went to Chicago. We went to his spot. He fucking loved it. I think because. I think we checked, he checked the boxes for us, which was that we wanted a certain sound. We wanted to capture the band and we wanted to capture it in a fresh way. And we checked the boxes for him is that like, we really weren't asking him anything more than that. And we knew our shit and we didn't come in with literally any question marks. So, I mean, I think for somebody like him, that works. It's like, we sit down, we tell him what we want to do. 
he makes it happen. Hey, boy, wait a minute, that mic needs to move. And that's pretty much all that happened. And we would just, he would just make, would make us coffees and shit. Honestly, he likes making mm. coffee. Mostly. <laughs> so, do you know it's so funny? <laughs> this makes Sorry. total sense. Cause I think about code orange, you know, God, they're like, kind of like Jesus lizard and Albini work with them exclusively. Dude. I so, love that you say that. that that's what, that's, that's fucking that, awesome. That, that's killer. Because uh, <laughs> to me, I can totally see that thread, but like, yeah, completely. so, I mean, I love that. And he, when I asked him, did he like the music? He was like, I don't know until I hear it later. So I was like, all right. <laughs> that's all, that's all I know. We're going to talk that's about all you want. after that. I was like, you like this shit or not? I mean, I straight up was just like, you like this shit or not? And he was like, well, send it to me when it's done. I was like, all right. <laughs> nice, dude. That's exactly what I, you would hope that that dude would say to you. He right, did you know? say that we were one of the most well-prepared bands he ever worked with. So that, well, meant, that meant a lot to yeah. me. That for me personally, yeah. that's something I pride like myself on. Yeah, I could totally see uh, Code Orange is like Jesus Lizard, Big Black. I see all. I see that. I see. I it. love that it's plain as day. It's black. plain as day. Yeah. Um, speaking of another, black. let's bring it up. Let's get this. Get this elephant out of the room. Another Chicago guy, Billy Billy Corgan, on the record. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, he was a fan, and that is that how the contact happened, or did you, was it just someone? Hey, you got to work with this guy or this and that. Did you know him beforehand? We at the same time, we had the time had the same manager who we both don't actually work with anymore. But we had the same manager. We had a one manager for like 10 years that we worked with up until like the last couple of years. And he connected us, which was awesome. And Billy like really like seemed to really like the demos and shit that we had sent him. Um, and then we started talking and then I kind of pushed the idea of like, can we do something in person? And like originally he was just kind of giving input because I just really needed people to like bounce stuff off of that's something that I like believe in, you know, and I wanted something he knew to bounce something off of that. I could like get some good input from, and he did that. And then we had some good talks on the phone and then we went out there and worked with him for a couple of days and just like fine tuned some elements and gave us some ideas. I just kind of would write down what he would say. And then, yeah, he just did that guest spot, like on the spot mm -hmm. and the song was kind of different at the time. Um, or maybe, you know, it's pretty, I mean, it was pretty much, how it is now but he did the part and uh <clears throat> we just popped that bitch in there and it worked out because you know i kind of was looking for <laughs> i was looking for like a uh kind of narrator-esque moment or like a the stage kind of parts moment you know like a spotlight moment yeah. and who better you know so he rocked it and it was great you know hopefully we can continue to be uh have like a relationship because it was really nice to be able to talk to him and he'll text me every now and again he's he's we're both very into wrestling and he's in that world deeply. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's kind of like the elder statesman. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like being Thor and have Odin play on your record, you know, come on your record. So I thought it was yeah. fucking cool. I mean, I think that he's, I think he's a G and I really love a lot of those records. I really was listening actually a lot to the uh, Machina or Machina record a lot, mm. which people, mm -hmm. hate on, people hate on, but they don't really realize that like what that record is. It's almost like not st sonically, but like, I was listening the other day to my buddy Valentine Loveless and I was mm. thinking in my head, I was oh, like, yeah. what, what is so good about this? Why, when all these bands come out now, do they just completely suck compared to this? So I was, I was trying to figure it out. And I was like, well, I think it's because what they hear when they're listening to it is like the sound of it and almost like the vibe. But what they're missing is underneath every song is like this catchy ass fucking song where he just turned the damn vocals and all the way down. 
but every song is like a it's like almost like a pop song a really great one and i feel like the machina record at least like the first big chunk of it it's seven eight hits in a row they're just dressed up different they just have a Mm -hmm. veil there's a veil in front of them and for me that's something i really like and oftentimes people sometimes receive those records in different kind of ways but i think it's like really innovative to write songs that are like great but you dress them up a little bit different and you make them sound a little bit different but if you sat there and played it with the acoustic it's a damn hit so that that's Mm. yeah Yeah, that loveless record man just washes over you dude just volume oh that's all i think about is like volume yeah it does but but listen though it does but i'm going to challenge you because that is part of why i think so many like shoegaze bands come out Mm -hmm. there's nothing to it because that's what they think too so they just plug that motherfucker in and start rocking volume. But where's the song at? Where's yeah, like the yeah. song in the soul of it? And every fucking song on that record is an g- amazing song. I mean, like if you change the way it was leveled, pe- you would, you'd everybody be able to hear. You know what I mean? So I think it's like yeah. the combination. And then obviously the way it sounds is fucking awesome. But but you, as we've seen in the thirty years since, like bands come out and do that same shit and it's like you can't even you can't even remember it you just like it's already yeah. gone when you i'm listening to it and i don't even it's gone you know so yeah it's like that jesus american that first album psycho honey it's an alternative pop album but with a shit ton of reverb and fuzz on top of it right yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. but you're right you look for it underneath you're like man listen to the tunes it's the chords the voices it's it's gorgeous that's why i'm so shoegaze bands and shit man somebody somebody needs to crack it that's yeah. All right. So, what's the wrestling thing about you guys? Have gotten into that world with some uh, yeah. people. Some of the wrestlers use your stuff. What? Uh, how did that happen? They just call well, you. I'm always curious about that connection. So, like the initial connection. I mean, I've been like a pretty big fan of it my whole life, and I knew some of the guys, like some guys from going to independent wrestling shows and stuff like that. And my mm-hmm. one of my buddies is a wrestler. This dude Nate, and he sings in that this uh, hardcore band called God's Hate, and mm-hmm. um, so we've been like i've been a fan of it forever um but the way it kind of progressed was when we were on roadrunner they pushed hard to get our bleeding in the blur song to be like one of the songs for this nxt like which is their kind of was at the time like it was a wwe show but it's like their development system it's like their younger Mm -hmm. it was kind of like their cool alternative show they would do but it was still arenas and stuff so we got that and then we like just made it very apparent like hey we are ready willing and able to do absolutely anything so then like two days before the show they were like all right come play the song and come do this dude's entrance a dude that i'd seen on the indies a lot who's was wrestling under the name alistair black so through that we went did that stuff that shit popped off had a good connection with them, but then simultaneously, which kind of was unrelated, you know, a wrestler named Bray Wyatt who passed away recently. He's actually a really, really good friend of mine. Um, so rest in peace to him, of course. But um, he messaged our he had followed us on Twitter, and I knew I knew from watching wrestling that he was off TV, and I thought in my head like maybe maybe there's an off chance he's like retooling what he's doing, and I feel like. I should get in on that. So I messaged him and was like, Hey, I know exactly like how to do that. Your shit. Like just give us a shot. And we started talking and we just went in the dark and made that first one. Didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell anybody. And then at the last minute, he kind of just 
demanded to use it and then they went with it. So there was some kind of, you know, I don't know if that was the best thing on for the overall kind of relation, but then we kind of ended up going back to the NXT thing. And then, yeah, most recently we, uh, met, he did this giant comeback about a year ago and we did the, a new song again for him under similar circumstances. And so we kind of stayed connected through him and through all that, but I've just been a fan my whole entire life. So anytime I can get involved and some of the wrestling experiences I've got to have are pretty, some of my favorite memories. Man, it's so funny rocking the music thing. Cause I grew up in the Texas during like the Von Erics when they were kind of running the roost. And man, they came out to Tom Sawyer and they came out to Nugent and they came out to like ZZ Top. So it's like, man, it's just like the entrance music thing has always been, but now it's such a, it's such a massive component to each wrestler. Are you going to see the, uh, you got to see the Von Erics movie. That's oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Von it's going to be as funny, dude, when I, when they were casting at first, I thought that, uh, uh, I thought that, uh, what's his name? Who's the, who's the good looking kid from Disney? Uh, Efron. Efron, I thought he was playing Carrie. That would make sense. He's playing Kevin, but he's playing Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he he looked great. I mean, I saw the the videos. The trailer looks insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. Another great wrestling one, though. Obviously, is the wrestler. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah, with Mickey Rourke. That's like one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Uh, Over and over again. So, well, how'd you guys meet? We were talking about your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2008, right? You guys started around then? Um, I don't fucking know. I've known these tools my whole life. I mean, I met Reborn and Dom when I was like 11, and I met the rest of them when I was like 14. So, okay. Was, except for our so, new drummer who I met like two years ago. But yeah. <laughs> uh, is, he, is he your permanent drummer, or do you have a, did, I thought he you wants had a to be. He can't uh, be. Yeah. Uh, you hear that Are you listening bud uh so he's in demand people he's got you know people like him yeah he's great so with with you and eric and reba you guys have been playing music together since you were 14 or you start playing music together you know in around 2008 how how did you guys did you guys separately have instruments in hand and then came together how did that young shit is always interesting I come from that. I was in a band in middle school, like sixth grade, seventh grade, that literally like played shows, like played with adult bands and everything and played like high school shows and shit. And we were like a little, a little kid band. Like it was very like green day style or like some, something like that. And then they broke up. And so when I went to high school, I was like, I need to start my own band. And I Reba played guitar. And so I just went to her and was like, yo, I want to start this band like let's do it and she was like all right and then we eric just commented on our myspace page and was like i play guitar too and then he went to our high school as well and then <laughs> we started hanging with him we started playing at his house and that was that got it and you guys have just been oh you've been a, a unit ever since pretty much you know it's mm-hmm. been a long long journey a long 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 journey so man, for those you, that don't know, he yeah, I don't know if you know this either, Justin. Maybe you do, but you you were behind the kit and doing vocals uh, for a yeah. while. Yeah. I used to oh, yeah. drum and sing like originally, originally before like we had another singer like when we were like real young for like a couple months, and then I started singing and um writing the lyrics and everything, and 
Yeah, we've had some different incarnations in a way, but it's re- usually just like additional people. But the core people have pretty much been the same throughout. And Joe, uh, our bass player, was not in the band in high school, but then he moved to Philly with us just to hang out with us when we went to college. And so we thought, damn, he's down. So we put yeah. him in the band. And then Dom, we knew through all high school and I knew in middle school too, but he went to college. And then, so he joined up with us after that, even though his damn college was useless, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is. <clears throat> Got it. <laughs> so you cut your teeth on hardcore. What was the first record you ever purchased with your own money? That's a good question. I mean, the first records I heard were like, my parents are real young. Like my parents had me and my sisters when they were basically like teenagers. So my dad was into like punk and rap. He was really into rap, but he was also down with like, he would show me like the sex pistols or he would show me like minor threat or like black flag. So, and then we lived in Pittsburgh. So I got really into anti-flag and and some of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then that kind of intersected with like, when I was real young with like green day and like more mainstream, like stuff like that at the time. Mm -hmm. And then through that, you kind of start to find like punk shit and like weird hybrid, weird kid. Like we did, we never really like fit right into a box. Like, Oh, we're this or that. And then we met the hardcore kids and, you know, it kind of like spirals from there, but I'm not sure what record. I mean, I maybe like, it could be like a converge record. Um, that, that was (laughs) me jan doe is his first record <laughs> that that might have been i mean the first i mean i had awesome like my parents would always get me cds for christmas and stuff so they so they would definitely get me like some stuff so like when i first really like in high school was like had any a little bit of any money we never really had like yeah we were just like always just real scrounged together but yeah we were like kids who would have like very confused and we would have like I would have like patches, like a street punk kid, but then also be wearing like a mad ball shirt and then have like, a, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it would just be all mixed. We were all mixed up and we were always very mixed up and we looked very weird and mixed up and people always thought we were very odd. Yeah. So I, I bringing love that full circle. If you did buy Jane Doe, right? You had your first record as, as code orange. What did Kurt, Bel- Kurt was produced that, right? Yeah. So we opened up for them in Pittsburgh and uh they he jake jake liked it and they tried they basically signed us we got out of high school it was like our favorite shit we actually had a guitar player at the time who was in the band who quit and his words he was like it's not like we're gonna get signed on death wish or anything (laughs) because at the time like being from pittsburgh and stuff nobody was on anything it wasn't like like nobody was on any of the hardcore labels nobody knew anybody you know so even our older friends, nobody fucking knew anybody. So it was like, to us, that would be like being fucking signed to like, you know, Capitol Records or whatever. So then we did like a couple months later, he was pissed. And they, he just saw us at the show and liked it. And had, they had a sub shortly after. And once we signed, there was when we decided sign there, not like we were like giving money or anything. But once right. we went there... We were like, all right, and we all just quit school. Like we we went to college. A couple of us went to college for like three months, and then once that happened, we just quit and went on tour because we were like, oh, we really got to commit to this for some reason. And then we did that, and um, yeah. Then Kurt ended up doing the record. So that's yeah, amazing. it's it's 
It's amazing to really actually to hear people, you know, you just start college and at that point you're, you're always kind of thrust into this. Well, you, you continuation of high school, you got to go to college. This is the progress. This is yeah. a natural pattern. So to say, you know what, I'm not really like waking up at eight o'clock to go to econ, econ class. I think I'm going to go on the road. I'm going to ditch this and give this a shot because college will always be there. We just right? gave it so, a, we, I mean, it's yeah. ain't there anymore. So, I mean, I could have said it all. It's been there, but it's been a little too long. No, like, you, no, you, like no, you got your career. But, you uh, got your path. <laughs> I hope. But yeah, so, I mean, we, we fucking, uh, we just went for it. We were just like something that we had at the time that we definitely don't have now, which is regrettable to an extent, but it's just part of life. It's like, we just didn't see anything else. Like we didn't see, we didn't know anybody who was successful doing music. Really. We didn't know anybody who was even in a big hardcore band. So like at the time, every little rung we did felt to us and the people around us, like we were doing the most amazing thing ever. And it would almost like motivate the whole thing. Every little thing felt like this fucking big win. And now everything feels like a loss. You know, and that's mm -hmm. part of like what happens when you get older and you get, you level up. It's like, you know, things start to feel like, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't do this and we didn't you know, you, you compare, but part of why we ever got going is because we never compared. We just kept going. Every step was like, it was like in fucking like Silent Hill or something where you can't see the next thing you know the camera is like dark and then you see that's how it felt so it so died. <laughs> yeah it was so exactly so it was exciting and fun like the whole time for a very long time and that lasted for a long time um but that's how it goes as you guys know we all get older and life just turns to shit Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind does a very good job at uh, <laughs> uh I love that movie that's one of my yeah. favorite movies I me too it. I love that. Movie. Now I got to watch it. I got to rewatch that damn thing. Now I'm thinking about it. it. But it's you're right. Perfect man. You version get, of it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Just, but it's yeah. perfect version. No, of no, like, you, you oh, get, if you, you don't know, only, then you know, you get epiphany, fuck. you get epiphanies, you start to understand the uh, life and the process a little bit more. So that's a good part of it. So, uh, you guys are joining us, man, on and Shifrock. Finally, it's been uh, something that we've been trying to work on for a little while. And, and finally we're able to get you guys. And I'm excited because, most of our cruisers, they go to a lot of these festivals. They go to Louder Than Life and all stuff. So they're probably most of them are familiar with it or probably have seen you. But for the people, I'm excited for the people, whether it's five or 500 who have not seen you guys live. That's the experience I'm looking forward to seeing them go, holy fuck. Because yeah, live is where you guys are like, you mean, growing up in the hardcore scene, the punk scene, and knowing that. And a lot of the chaos from that stems from what's going on in the crowd. Right. And it topples on stage and you whatever. But you guys obviously are kind of like Dillinger, that live band where it's like, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen song per song from this band on stage. Are they going to, you know, you're kind of like Dillinger is like well, you're waiting for Greg to attack the audience. And it feels like that with you guys. It feels like, what are they going to do? Because I sometimes I just watch you guys and I'm like, I'm going to step a few steps back from the stage because this is a little too gnarly. And I love that. I think a lot of the way we approach our uh, shit live is based on also our early days of we weren't always getting a lot of reactions. You know, mm -hmm. we really didn't get reactions for many years. And so it allowed us to bring the reaction, you know, 
internally and make sure that every show was like, you know, we always had the mentality of like, no matter who's there, we're going to put on a hopefully tight, well-performed, intense show. And so mm. that, uh, you know, that always meant, uh, meant a lot to us, you know? So I think that that's carried us a long way. And I, I, that that's another part of that kind of tunnel vision thing that's helped bring that intensity. But yeah, we want to play on a cruise. I mean, God only knows, but I'm ready. For <laughs> ever done a, ever done, have you guys ever done it? Have you guys ever done a cruise before? Yeah. I've never been on a cruise in my life, sir. Oh Ooh. shit. Uh, awesome. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be awesome. Uh, they have some incredible soft serve. Just saying, if, you, if you're an ice cream guy, it's I, all been all night. Me and the boys are jacked about it. I mean, we're all like, we're going to fucking have a great time. I mean, we all, we're down to down for every element of it. We just, I think yeah. we're like, every time we would be about to do it, we're like, are we really going to do a fucking cruise? Like, like this is crazy. You know, just like, come like, but now that we're doing it, it's like this, fucking awesome i'm like really excited what 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 was your relax not reluctance but your kind of questioning of it was that based on the fact like wait a minute it's kind of like are we doing state fairs now are we doing cruises now (laughs) that is definitely some people's was some people's thoughts i was not amongst that i think it's awesome and i think any opportunity to do something different and like fun and like it's fucking dream it's like we get to go do this awesome shit and i'm always like cool with hang i i love meeting fans and shit i love all that shit so to me it's gonna yeah. be awesome so everybody thinks of it differently but i think most of us are pretty pretty open-minded to it and ready to uh you know ready to get into it uh and just go super optimistic we're very optimistic about it i can't wait yeah it's funny because a lot of your peers you know we've had corn and you know parkway and now a kill switch it's like it's kind of at some point it's just one of those things is like the idea of like this is this is for old stodgy people it's long gone because quite honestly it's again another cool very small it's niche a community item yeah to be a part of and it, it's just a great experience i think for bands at some point it's like you know you always want to play and i'm not putting us in that same category but you want to play royal albert hall some people like when you're a punk band if we could just play cbgb's man we'd be on that'd be awesome and we want to play the forum in la if you're a cock rock band right so but to play like the ship is like another one of those things. Like, man, we, we'd love to play that ship. And so lo and behold, you guys are coming, but yeah, Chad is right, man. It's like, it's a, it's a cool experience. The fans are super cool and sure. they will become loyal for life. Even if they're not even familiar with it, now you're part of something they love. So you're part of the family and like the whole like brand loyalty is a big thing. No, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's, it's, if you look at code orange on the surface doing cruise, it's pretty weird, but I think like, I think that it's going to be just really fun. And honestly, we don't get to do like a lot of fun stuff. We've done some like to me when we get the WWE is really fun or we do, you know, but this is like going to be to me, like I'm not, I don't have that pit in my stomach of like misery that sometimes accompanies all the fun, great stuff we get to do. I feel like it'll be like, really fun so it's not yeah, an endless yeah. it's not like an endless staircase of loading your shit up and down that, yeah, that vibe and like, you're like fucking where are we gonna <laughs> why did i say or, yes yeah fucking, where am i gonna sleep you know yeah it, the best part about it and I, just to chime in on it is is it is a it is a community it, it's a they're all for people from all walks of life, all places in the world, all on one boat, and they continuously come. There's new new blood. When everybody, somebody else doesn't fit that space, they they don't buy tickets for that year. A new person will come in, and the family keeps growing. Sold out quick, dude. I was like, God yeah. damn. 
And it, yeah, we it, didn't it even, turns we itself didn't even into like anyone. a real, yeah. like a real, like a real piece of your DNA as you keep touring and going on and on and on. When when you when you're looking for not that you're in that space to ever, but like when oh, you're looking I for that it. that something to lift you up, that fan in the crowd yeah. or wherever, they're the fucking people who are there every. Dude, time. I I'm at, that's the thing, like. If you ask anybody who likes our band, like they'll, they'll, that comes to our shows. I very much agree. I love, I try to speak to like every single person that wants to talk because it definitely gives me a lot of uh, motivation and electricity. And I really do appreciate it. And I really do remember liking bands. And when you would get that, it was like really appreciated. Like I've even had problems at the, with like doing paid meeting greets and stuff, which we've done a few, but which we have to because literally we can't make any fucking money like no matter what we do like it's mm. so fucking hard to make money like on a level that people literally don't truly don't understand yeah. that like we have to do them now a little bit but i love just fucking i'm still even if we do one gonna be like come down right after the show and you know like talk. i just get something out of it so i'm looking forward to that part of it awesome well, we're looking forward to having you. Do you want to do uh, this last little segment here uh, that we like to do? Called, yeah, uh, man. We're listed. Let's finish up the segment called "Walk the Plank," and it's pretty. It basically, Jamie, we just ask you a question that has really sometimes nothing to do with music. You just kind of it's just riff on whatever your answer is. All right, uh, and let you start, buddy. I will. I'll start. But okay. then you get to ask a question to next week's guest. You don't get to know who the guest is, uh, so it's like you know one of those pass the pass on the savings. So I'll start okay. with mine and then at the very Justin and then we'll ask last week's guest question. Okay. So cool. my question is what's your uh what's your favorite thing about yourself? Favorite thing about myself. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean there's a lot of things I don't like about myself. I'll say yeah. that I I I feel that I am a loyal person. I feel that I, when I care about people and I think like my close friends and family will attest to this, like I will always be there for them and I will never turn my back on them. And uh, I think that's something that I admire about myself that I try to make sure to uphold that, you know, those who are there for me, I'll, I'll always be there for them. Love that dude. Nice. Nice. Hey, Jamie, if you could be an animal for one year, who, what would it be and why? tortoise because <laughs> they're very relaxed and they live a, my tortoise is right over here and she just comes out to eat a little bit and then goes back in the cave and she's fine with it so and they live forever and they have really small brains so they don't like think about shit and so yeah, yeah. All right. That was a quick. That was the quickest answer. I think he was. Dude, he was like he like read my mind. I mean, do, can turtles read minds? I don't know. Probably. We actually, me and my girl recently had a pet psychic, and we. Uh, this was not my idea, but um, they told us what she was. Th the turtle tortoise was thinking, and it was some interesting thoughts. So, hmm. what was one of the thoughts? Yeah, they liked. They wanted a strawberry. Was one of them. Good tortoise thought, <laughs> and so we gave one, and he did. She did eat it, so I mean, maybe that, maybe this, maybe she wasn't lying after all. I she was probably. Very, I was very, very skeptical. Has <laughs> she ever had a strawberry before the the tortoise at the, yeah, before that moment? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, right. yeah, I got worked. I got I got my fifty taken. 
That's for sure. <laughs> We've all been uh, there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody sells me snake oil at least once a week. It was uh, fun. I mean, it was it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So last week, our artist asked, "What's a popular artist that everyone loves that you happen to find overrated?" And they were worried that that you get you wouldn't answer. They didn't know who it was going to be. But like, I don't know. Oh, if they're I'll answer definitely this. answer. I just got to think. We most all of them, most of them. <laughs> um, I guess like maybe like she's only on my mind because like my niece isn't is going to the movie. But I feel like like Taylor Swift. I mean, respect respect to Taylor Swift though. I'm not hating on Taylor Swift. I mean, I. You're I not mean, trying to get your kneecaps taken out. Every damn band. <laughs> every damn band. Find you, dude. Every single damn band there is. Kicking yeah. in 2023, they're all fucking overrated. I'll say that. Chad, who do you think, Chad? That was put you on the spot. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I was just talking about this the other day. Drake, I, I just don't know one no, fucking. Dude. Not now, but now, but at a certain Back in the day? The records were. I mean, there was a certain run of the records that were unbelievable. Okay, I mean, I'll give I'll give him those those but, early ones. Yeah, I he, listen to it now. The video is kind of cool. He's got some good humor. I guess I didn't realize that about him, but like uh, his tongue and cheek shit. But I just I never I never remember any of his lines. That was the one thing besides you know yeah. those earlier things. Well, it depends. It depends what you're into. That's why it's hard to say. I mean, like for me, I can better judge like fucking metal shit or rock shit because it's like it's my shit. So I can say uh, like this that. For, for and I'm a hip hop guy as well. So like pop music and stuff, it's kind of hard for me to judge depending on, you know, how far out there it gets. You know, like if it's like like I said Taylor Swift, but honestly, it's like how the fuck do I know? I have, yeah, I literally have absolutely no clue. So I take that back. But I, I think maybe maybe <laughs> no, yours might no might take be backs. Yeah, don't take back. She she knows now. We, we uh, but you you said your niece or something. You're going going to the show. Yeah, they want to go to the movie. Don't yes. they? Okay. They so my, my Drake one was like, I don't know what you're saying. My my girlfriend was saying something about Drake, a song, and I'm, I don't know what that means. She's like, you don't know that song is by Drake. And I'm like, fuck, I've never remembered one of his lyrics. So We got to get Drake to come on the cruise. Yeah, there we go. I mean, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> next, next year, since it sells out automatically, take the whole budget, give it to Drake, <laughs> save the code money, add a little bit to the code money. <laughs> we'll do Drake... We'll do Drake code, and you can add some, yeah. some jobbers below that, and then that shit will be we're good to go. It's already sold out. I mean, you don't need any of us anyway. Let's make it fun. You can just put a question mark, code orange underneath it, and yes. then it's just fucking code Drake. orange. You know, some random, some other, some, some local yokels and shit, and then we got Drake. Boom. It's the only time I'd wish for COVID to reemerge. Oh no! <laughs> so what's your what's what's you got a question you want to ask? Next week's guest. Oh, you want to tell them who asked that question? Oh yeah, that was the uh, Tiger Cub, the band Tiger Cub. Sorry about that. I never that. heard of them. What is it? I'll look it up. They're a three piece from the UK. Uh, like I, I don't want to say alt rock for the for the sake of saying alternative rock, uh, but it man, they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, okay. The record that they put out in twenty twenty, um, I think. Fuck, what's, I'm, I'm always thinking about this single they got thing. a kind of a queens of the stone age kind of like you know yeah, guitars are real angular and stuff like I'm that looking, a little I'm looking pixie, at the pixies picture. going on 
I'm looking at their picture and I'm going to say it's a true 50 50 on how I'm going to feel based off the picture. Cause listen this to the song. We're all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> I just, in our chat, I just dropped a link to the album. It's called. Okay. Uh, as blue as indigo. Are they on the cruise? Yeah. Yep. All right. Hell yeah. I'll check it out. Funeral. Listen to that first and then go anywhere you want. Okay, sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll jam. I mean, I'm not sitting around jamming things of the Stone Age, but I'll listen to the hits for damn. That's for damn sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we have a Jamie? You want to ask a question yeah, for yeah. whoever our next artist is? What about like? Okay, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite movie director? Ooh, I like that. No one's asking yeah. anything movie related. It's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Got it. So you guys are going to head out in the spring tour. You're gonna, I think you're going out for a month that or fucking so package, after you. Dude. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. It's it's teenager it's risk. Soul, soul blind. Whew. Yeah, we're it's adding a band fun. too. Yeah. There's another band that's going to be on there too. So yeah. Okay. So you guys are going to do that. So you get a spring tour after the cruise, and and you guys can just keep keep working the above. So man, listen. Thanks for your time tonight, man. We appreciate it. It's been a lot. It's a lot of fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, though. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we'll see you in a we'll see you in a few months. We'll see, see you soon. at the soft serve, man. See you in the water. us talking about our podcast for a minute what's the name of that podcast that's axe to grind uh and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all <laughs> and my name's bob and my name's patrick and usually we're joined by tom tom's the best tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work but we talk about decidedly not so grown-up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like so that could be the latest shows uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that that you either love want to love or hate yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. <laughs>